you work hard for your money. And at USAA Bank, we believe you should keep more of it. That's why our classic checking account gives you access to free ATMs nationwide with no monthly service fees. USAA Bank. You've earned it. Keep it. Visit USAA.com slash banking. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, another hour during your drive home. We say thank you for listening here on the Big Talker 1700. Trent, I don't know if you just happened to see this, and we're going to dive into the Texas-Iowa State game here in just a moment. But apparently now Auburn is offering full refunds for basketball season tickets. Saw that, that earlier today. Not... Yeah, saw that, yeah. Uh, that they, they had put that out there. Well, yeah. I mean, all 14 people that care about Auburn basketball will be excited about that <laughs> one. In reality, uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot of people jumping on board there. It, we, we've continued to hear it throughout yesterday into today, Jimmy B. This is just the tip of the iceberg. How yes. Clo- how close is that iceberg to tipping its way over to Iowa City? How close is it to tipping to Ames? Does it go that deep? I'm sure that I'm sure that there had to be some things that have taken place throughout the years there. I mean, you you just can't say, oh well, it's it's the school that I root for or that I went to. I know they're clean. No, right. you don't. Yeah, you don't know that. So I'm sure I'm sure there was skullduggery that has happened in the past. I haven't heard of anything in recent years, obviously, but I'm sure that there. Probably were a few unsavory things that took place in trying to recruit a player. Absolutely, Trent. Sure, sure. It's, it's, it happens. It happens everywhere. Right. It's just now that it's been exposed for what it is, and as Kevin Lehman told us, it's only the beginning. You know, it's interesting because you bring up the perspective of. You know, people here locally looking, this is just a problem at other places. This is in Arizona, a Louisville, a Miami, whoever, pinning it on them. We both know, even on a local level, and maybe it's it's not the $100,000 deal that we heard for for Bowen and and things like that. But folks, there are shady dealings that happen at your favorite school. It might not be at the same level, but cheating's still cheating, right? I mean, it, Jim, yep, it is. It, there, there's still, and that's college athletics. Jim, you've been part of the college game for a long, long time. It's mm-hmm. a shady business, and you're talking about kids that are coming from all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of socioeconomic things that have happened throughout the lives of these different people. It's different, but it happens, and it, it, it cracks me up. You know, Blue Chips. You remember that crappy movie from the mid uh, '90s? Uh, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, what do you mean crappy? That wasn't a crappy movie. Oh come on, Jim. I mean, it was an awful movie. It was an awful movie. Jack <laughs> and Penny Hardaway can't act. We 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 know that they they can't act. <laughs> the basketball was fun. I I I've been always entertained. Whenever it's on and it's on HBO, it's it's on Showtime. I'll flip it on. But come on, it, it wasn't a cinematic masterpiece by any means. I'm not saying that, but I was saying that Shaquille O'Neal was Kazam. Yeah, Kazam, that, that's what it was. <laughs> he was better in Kazam than he was in, than he was in Blue Chips, regardless. So, you know, Jimmy B. Uh, but it brings doesn't matter the background. There's shadiness that happens. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. some kid shooting out by his barn, and it doesn't matter if it's some guy dunking on people and down in Louisiana. There's shadiness all over the place, and yes. There's shadiness that has happened here, 
and there's shadiness that will happen again around here. It is what college sports in. Does this change things, though? I mean, are, are we going to look back upon this three, five, ten years down the road? And remember, September 26th was the day that college basketball changed. Or is this, in the end, just going to be a blip on the radar? I think it'll for fans, it'll be a blip on the radar. For people like us in the business who understand it, it'll be more meaningful to us. But eventually, Trent, I think that it will go away. They will, they will still play the games. There will still be television and radio broadcasts of the games. Mm-hmm. Fans will still pay their hard-earned money to go to the games. And you'll still have, you know, March Madness uh, in March. It, it's, it's not going to derail anything like that. So for the people that are hardcore Louisville fans, for those who are Arizona fans or USC or now Miami has been brought up in all of this as well, uh, along with Auburn, uh, it's, you, you know, you, you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know yet the seriousness of what their particular assistant coach uh, was involved in. Mm-hmm. Look, they, they went out and, and, and put the handcuffs on Chuck Person and took him to jail. Cost them fifty grand to get bailed out. I mean, that's that's not chump change. So, from that from that standpoint, their guys in trouble. I mean, they're in big trouble, and I think that it'll be a heavy topic of conversation through now until we get to maybe the basketball season, and then it starts to maybe clear the air a little bit because the games will be underway and people will be more in tune to what's going on on the court. But right now, and if things, if the dominoes continue to fall, it's still going to be a major story. Well, we will talk about this more, and we'll get a national perspective coming up here in, in about 15 minutes. Tony Patelis will join us, College Basketball News. He'll be our guest here to kick off the 5 o'clock hour around 5.20. Uh, Jimmy B., let's come back to the local front, though, for a little bit. A huge game that has kind of been swept away a little bit, Texas-Iowa State tomorrow night. I I said it to you a little bit earlier. We know nationally everybody's going to be talking about the Texas perspective, but here it's such an important game for Iowa State to get this win. It completely changes the tenor of this 2017 team. I'm with you 100%. Look, losing the Iowa game the way that they did in overtime was a crushing blow, but they are 2-1. and one. They came back the next week, played a game on the road, were impressive in that game, had a bye week to get everybody reasonably healthy and prepare for the upcoming Big 12 conference opener against the Longhorns. This particular game, Trent, will set the tone for the rest of the season for Iowa State. Win it, and this team, I believe, will win six games and get to the playoffs, or, or, or to the uh, a bowl. If they lose this game, their road becomes so much more difficult just with the schedule that they have to play. Look, we thought Texas Tech was going to be an easy run. That's you. not going to no, be no, the no, case. No, no. You always say we. Uh, you no, we, thought you. That. No, I, I thought I Baylor all, was going to be an easy run. All summer long, all summer long, I tried to tell you yes. that Texas Tech game wasn't going to be as easy, and now you're trying to throw me in there with you. I tried to tell you, Jimmy B, Texas Tech was going to be better, and guess who was right? Me. Texas Tech is better. Uh, right. 
Jeez, I hate it when you're right. Okay, so at any rate, this is this is a difficult time. Look, we saw Oklahoma State vulnerable, but they got beat by a really good TCU team mm-hmm. who is better than what I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. We knew Oklahoma was going to be what Oklahoma is, and they have showed it so far. This uh, K-State, I think, is a beatable team as well after what we saw Vandy do. Uh, to them so there are opportunities in the big 12 conference for iowa state to make a move this season but it all begins with tomorrow night my question for you jim is iowa state we know they're going to be able to fling it around the field make plays in the passing game they're i think going to be able to do that against most everybody this season i still have concerns about that offensive line and the way that they're run blocking and i, I told you before I think David Montgomery has covered up maybe some deficiencies that are there. There's no doubt in my mind that as we get later in the season, Tom Manning will have that offensive lineup probably playing as a high level as they can. But for the here and now, just for tomorrow night against mm-hmm. Texas, Texas for some things that I'm still scratching my head about, they're talented up front. They got gashed by Maryland. They gave up over 250 yards in that game. Is Iowa State going to be able to run the football tomorrow night? I'll, I'll tell you just like well, how I finished the other one on the importance of this game and how they positively have to have this in order to get to six wins. In tomorrow night's game, Montgomery will have to run for at least 100 yards to keep that and two touchdowns to keep that defensive line honest, to keep the defense honest, to give Jacob Park a chance to throw the football. That's the way that I see that game setting up for tomorrow night. Montgomery, just like I, just like we talked about Barkley and how important he was for Penn State, it's a similar scenario for Montgomery coming up, Trent. He's going to have to be really productive. That offensive line will have to give him some space from time to time just to keep that pass rush away from Jacob Park. They get some speed coming off the outside, and they looked so much better in that game against USC defensively. I I still believe that Iowa State's going to be able to move the football. I think they'll be able Mm -hmm. to do it effectively against this Longhorn team. And and I wonder where, you know, Texas is. They had the bye week just like Iowa State did here, but it's still Iowa State. I mean, doesn't that still have to be a part of the thought process for these guys they're still young kids. It's different than going out and playing in the Coliseum and a rematch of that great right. national championship game. And I'm sure they heard the stories all throughout the week, and they heard the stories, you know, the week prior, uh, throughout the summer about that USC Texas matchup. It's just different. It's different when you're dealing with young kids, and and if Texas is going to be engaged right away, because if they're not, we know Iowa State can jump up fourteen nothing, and and all of a sudden they're looking around saying, "Well, what the hell happened here?" Yeah, exactly. And Iowa State has the capability to do that. And to be honest with you, if they're going to win the game, that's a must for them. They don't want to fall behind and have to try to play from behind late in the second half, throw the ball on every down. That's just not going to work. They get out in front early, then they can run the ball a little bit more and try to run some time off the clock, keep it away from Texas. Look, this is this is a, a matchup. With both teams having plenty of rest, Texas coming off a disappointing loss. They thought they had that game, only to have USC not only hit the kick to tie it in regulation, but then hit the kick to win it in overtime. 
So from that aspect, it's been long enough, though, and you referenced it, young kids. All right, they're probably over it in a day or so. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I get what, I get the reference. Oh, yeah, we got to go play Iowa State. Okay, weather's going to be beautiful. 75 degrees, going to be a great night for a football game in Ames. But I understand where you're going, where kids would say, oh, this isn't USC, this is Iowa State. The place is going to be sold out. It'll be loud. It'll be crazy, and if Iowa State gets on the board first in this game, that will set the tone for the entire contest because we'll see if Iowa State punches Texas in the mouth first, then we'll see if their offense can respond. Going to be a fun one. That leads to uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, Texas, Iowa State, Jimmy B. And into what I'm going to call the greatest Friday night in college football history can you remember a night like this? Not only do you have the kickoff, Miami-Duke, you might think, oh, who cares? It's at Duke. Duke's 4-0. and They throttled Northwestern. Yeah. They they beat North Carolina last week. This is, at the very least, a decent Duke team, and well, we saw them just a few years ago have some solid programs. David Cutcliffe's done a great job. Miami comes to town for that one. The nightcap, USC-Washington State. You make that trip over there to Pullman, never an early easy spot, Jimmy B. That's going to be a lot of fun. And in between, Illinois, Nebraska, we got to keep an eye on that one. I'm calling it right now. This is the greatest triple header of college football on a Friday night. Wow. Wow. I mean, there's some really great games. You just chronicled who's playing and how good these games are. You You might be right. I don't remember, on a Friday anyway, uh, having this sort of uh, three terrific matchups the way that it is set for Friday. I'm sure that when they did that schedule, they probably didn't think it was going to be that good, but it has turned out that way. Hey, isn't Duke, has Duke turned themselves into a football school? Okay, maybe no, not. No, no, no. Don't go no. that far, but, but they're But they are pretty good, and they're entertaining as well. I mean, they can play. I watched some of that Northwestern game, and they put it on the Wildcats. That will be a fun Friday night. And if the college variety doesn't entertain you, I, I would be wondering what you're doing listening to us. But if that is the case Friday night, <laughs> I have high school football for you Friday night, and a pretty good one in its own right. West Des Moines Valley hosting Southeast Polk. It is our Central Iowa game of the week. Coverage begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show presented by the Norwalk Shop. Right into play-by-play, 7.30 with the Tigers and the Rams. And then the postgame show presented by Hartung and Schrader. All coming up on Friday night, but still lots more to get into, Jimmy B. Well, we talked about, you know, maybe what happens here with these college, uh, all the basketball things that are out there over the last couple of days. What has happened with this scandal? We're going to take a big-picture view on the national scale coming up next. Real excited to talk to our next guest. He is Tony Patelis, College Basketball News. That's coming up next here on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Kraft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back, everybody. We continue all the way to 6 o'clock. Uh, good to have Tony Patelis uh, with us right now, uh, College Hoop News. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Tony, uh, kind of a boring day, right? You've got really nothing to <laughs> give us, right? <laughs> Not at all. No, nothing's been going on. It's been pretty quiet off season. <laughs> Tony, let's start with... Uh... We know what happened yesterday. Let's start with today and with Patino out, Jurich out at Louisville. Is this just the tip of the iceberg? Are we going to see more coaches or even athletic directors get the axe? Absolutely. It's, it, this has just begun. There's more teams coming. I just uh, talked to a source today. I'm hearing Miami might be in the mix, South Carolina as well. Um, so, you know, the, the news is slowly trickling out, but there's definitely more to come. I, I will definitely say that there will be more coaches and programs in trouble for sure. The one that I think is the most intriguing to me here, Tony, is what's happening down at Arizona, not just because uh, Arizona is a national brand, a national program. Louisville's in the same vein, obviously, and with uh-huh. the more recent national championship. But you know, they have a, a some people consider the best team of college basketball coming back this year. Sean Miller doesn't have that same kind of uh, shadiness, I guess, associated with him that Rick Pitino did. What happens in your estimation in Arizona? What happens? Um, well, I mean, this is a big deal here. I, I, I've heard today also Raleigh Alkins, um, one of their best players, um, might be involved in the situation, um, getting paid under uh, the table to uh, you know play at Arizona. 
Um, it's really interesting because you never really hear these things with Sean Miller, but I mean, none of this stuff surprises me, honestly. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of this stuff goes on in college basketball. I was even surprised at some of the schools I've heard, you know, the last couple days here, South Carolina, um, and uh, Oklahoma State too. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say because, you know, we don't have a lot of information right now on the Arizona situation, but it really unfortunately doesn't surprise me. Uh, Tony, they came and they snatched a computer away from one of the representatives of Nike. Apparently the feds uh, had a search warrant and came in and took it. Is that going to be a treasure trove of information, or do you think that when they do these sort of deals, they are not deals that are done on computers inside the company. Um, I would probably say it's off the books per se. Um, you know, I'm sure they just take the, 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 the computers and whatnot just, just to be safe. You never know what you can find. But yeah, a lot of this stuff is more done under the table, in my opinion. Uh, you know, these, there's so much money on the line for all parties involved. So, um, you know, these shoe companies really cause a lot of problems for these programs. You know, Tony, as you go through, and we continue to hear the term, this is just the tip of the iceberg, there's more to come. I know there was a rumor out there earlier today that within the next uh, 48 hours that there's a possibility of more assistant coaches being arrested here. Is this it? I mean, there might be another school or two named along the way, or could we be talking about upwards of of 20, 25 programs? What still is out there? I, I just... Personally, I find it hard to believe that the FBI would come together, bring in six, seven, eight schools, and then, oh, that, that's, uh, you know, that's the end of it. But then we're going to come back a couple days later and have another seven, eight schools. I, I find it difficult to believe that. I think this is what we have for here and now. Do you go along with that line of thinking? No, you know, I think in the long run, we might see, you know, up to maybe even 20 schools uh, involved in this. I really do. Um, you know, it just, it's the, the information just keeps piling up and piling up. You know, it's not just a, a couple schools who do this. I mean, we're talking up to, you know, I would say at least, uh, you know, maybe 50 schools, um, you know, wow. are in the same boat. So um, that, that's what I've heard. So will all those schools get charged? I'm not sure. But I say at least a handful more will be involved in this uh, investigation. Tony Patelis is our guest, College Hoop News on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Tony, let me follow up because uh, Trent and I, before you came on, had a quick discussion about Auburn, and the rifleman, Chuck Person, is one of the assistant coaches that uh, got nabbed in this deal. With Bruce Pearl there, Auburn says that they are refunding all season ticket holders. Is that meaning that Bruce Pearl is probably going to be out as well? I think that's a big, uh, you know, X factor. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say because we don't have all the information together. But that I think is a clear sign that Auburn knows that you know this is not you know something small. Like this is a big, big deal. And I would not be shocked. I, I've heard through the grapevine a little bit that Bruce Pearl could uh, see his job uh, go bye bye in the next uh, few days. Yeah, not a surprise there. We know Bruce Pearl very well. He was an assistant coach at the University of Iowa for a number of years back in the 80s into the 90s. And, uh, well, it seems like there's been uh, a stench that has gone along with Bruce Pearl throughout his uh, tenure as a college coach. Uh, Tony, speaking of the local level here, 
we were talking about maybe how this could help out, you know, a team on the bubble if we do see four, five, I don't know, ten teams that, you know, give themselves self-sanctions and, and put themselves on probation and, and a postseason ban. We talk about it seemingly every February, how weak the bubble is. This might be different level stuff right here for the next year, two years, three years. But let's just look at it for 2017, 2018. Do you see a number of programs putting putting themselves on probation and, and that postseason ban for this year? Um, you know, that's a really, really tough question. Every every program handles things differently. Um, you know, the postseason ban, in my opinion, is the way to go um, for punishing programs. You know, I. I don't like the, oh, we're going to suspend a coach for a few games or, you know, we're going to take away a scholarship or two. I think the way to really, you know, hit a program hard, and the NCAA doesn't do this when they should, is postseason ban. I mean, that's the way you can really affect the program. Um, you know, because how many top recruits are going to go to a school if a, if, a, if a school is on a ban for a year or maybe even more? So I think it would, I mean, if, if there's a handful of schools top schools that are on a postseason ban for next year, absolutely. You could probably see some more top mid-major teams maybe get um, an, an at-large bid. Um, you'll see some of those bubble teams, as you said, uh, creep up the, the standings as well and uh, you know get a, get a higher seed than anticipated for sure. Tony, Brian Bowen was the uh, young guy that apparently, allegedly, received $100,000 for making his commitment to Louisville. During the press conference today, it was outlined, uh, and they, they did not say his name, but they said a, uh, a student athlete will not uh, be at the University of Louisville, so you would assume that that would be him. Does he get a chance to play for anybody else, or now is he so tainted that it would be a case where he would just have to go to the, well, they call it the G League now, uh, of the NBA, yeah. or go overseas and play for a year? I would probably say, um, you know, overseas, or, or, or as you said, the G League. Um, I think that, I mean, what's going on at Louisville right now is a huge deal, um, so I would probably say no. I think it'd be, he's going to go more the Mitchell Robinson route and just, you know, head off to, you know, the pros or, or whatever, you know, overseas or whatnot, yes. Well, uh, Tony, we're, we're talking about, you know, which sometimes isn't the most thing uh, fun to th- talk about, and, and that is yeah. all this craziness. Before we let you go here, just a couple of minutes left, I do want to get your thoughts. College Hoop News is where you can find Tony on Twitter. Podcast is going to be starting up here very soon along with it. But I want to get your thoughts here on the two big in-state schools, Iowa State and Iowa. I know it's early. Practice hasn't even begun. But but just give us a quick overview. What do you think of the Cyclones and Hawkeyes? I'm actually really, really high on this Iowa uh, Hawkeye team this year, Trent. Um, I love their ver- – I, I think they're versatile. They have a deep roster. A little concerned about who's going to be the go-to guy. You know, they lose Peter Jock. I think Tyler Cook can be that guy for them. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Bohannon is one of the best point guards, um, in, if not the Big Ten in the country this year. I really believe that. I think uh, they have a really nice group, really, like I said, versatile, deep roster. So I think they could finish maybe in the, even uh, in the top five in the Big Ten. I really believe that. I think they're an at-large caliber team. Um, I love what Fran McCaffrey's done there. Um, and then also Iowa State. I think they take a step back this year. I mean, losing a guy like Monty Morris, um, you know, he was a program-changing type player. Uh, so I think losing him, Matt Thomas, you know, uh, Deontay Burton, that, that's going to be tough for Steve Prom. But, uh, 
you know, I think they'll still be competitive. I'd probably put them in that, you know, maybe six to nine range in the Big 12. Uh, I like their young players, um, but I just don't think they have enough to compete near the top of the league this year, unfortunately. Tony, it's great catching up with you. Great insight, pal. You have a good day, and let's uh, see where the chips fall now. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Good job out of uh, Tony Patelis. Follow him on Twitter, at College Hoop News. Jimmy B., there's another one to add to your repertoire there on Twitter. Uh, Tony, our, our first time having him on the show, and I think we have somebody else for college basketball, just what we need. We have about a 1,000 college basketball guys. And, <laughs> but, but, Jim, you and I are the same way. I, is college, we know you love the NBA, but as it pertains here, at least to the local market, is college basketball your favorite? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It's not that I dislike football. Right, right. But, but I, 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 I love football. But for me, uh, I, would, I would prefer on a February one night when it's four degrees out, <laughs> uh, being in a nice warm arena that's packed to the gills and getting a buzzer beater. That sounds great to me. I'm right there with you. It's been that way my whole life. Iowa basketball is what became, made me become a sports fan was Iowa Hoops. Mm-hmm. It was the only thing that was on back in the day. When you had three channels, that was it. The Cyclones weren't on back in the 80s, at least in North Iowa. It was the Hawkeyes, and that's what got it there. And, and, and that kind of leads to you know, the, the disappointment of this kind of news because I told you this yesterday, Jimmy B., I don't want to see the sport change, at least at a, at a high level. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I don't want to see it. I, I, I love the way that the kids compete. I love the way that uh, that it's formatted right now. But I, I think I think we're going to see some big time changes here, Trent. I really do. Well, we're due for a break. When we come back on the other side, Jim and myself, we're going to take a, a look at what is rattled around on the cage tonight. A lot of baseball talk coming up on the other side. One more look at Texas, Iowa State, a big preview of that. Also coming up tomorrow as we get ready for Thursday night football at Tra- Jack Trice. We'll put a cap on things next on Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700K. And welcome back, everybody. It's our final segment here for a Wednesday. Still can't wait for tomorrow and all the great football action that's going to take place uh, with the big game, of course, in Ames with Texas and Iowa State and on the NFL as well with the Bears and the Packers. All right, Trent, uh, but that's tomorrow. So this evening... Are you just dialed into baseball? Is that going to be your thing, or are you going to watch some MLS soccer as well? <laughs> no, that, that will not uh, be a, a grab of me for this one tonight. No, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to any soccer tonight. Uh, the <laughs> Twins, the magic number is one, Jimmy B. So yes, it is. Yeah, I'm going to be locked and loaded with that one. Uh, it'll be Danny Salazar on the bump for the Indians coming up here in just a few minutes against my Twinkies. Mejia takes the mound. The good young lefty who. Uh, it might be part of the rotation, but that's a conversation for another time. And if it all falls apart, well, there's still plenty of time. Plus, I'm going to be rooting for the White Sox. If, if the Twins don't get it done tonight, the White Sox got the Angels. So I am a, a big Rodrigo Lopez fan tonight. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, the same scenario is set up for the Cubs this evening mm-hmm. as well. Uh, they only need one, uh, either a win or a loss by one of the other teams, and if that's the case, then 
they would wrap up their division as well. So I will be watching both from that standpoint. Yeah, and I know there's there's plenty of Cub fans out there that are excited about the opportunity to clinch at St. Louis, clinch in Bush Stadium. I, I think that'd be a pretty cool scene tonight. So that definitely uh, is going to be something to keep an eye on. Jimmy, be an early start for that game too. Yeah, six, six ten start uh, out there. Yeah. I guess that's probably because of ESPN, right? ESPN's going to be there tonight. I'm, I guess that's the reason. Is that correct? Well, they they ran the afternoon game today, and then the uh, the Cubs uh, Cardinals game immediately follows, and then they're showing the Dodgers game mm-hmm. uh, for uh, right after that. So I'm assuming that that was a a television deal. You're probably correct with that. All right, let's crystal ball things here a little bit. I mean, it feels like we don't have the races that. We were hoping for, for the most part, I guess, really the only thing remaining without it really remaining is Milwaukee and Colorado kind of battling for that final spot. Maybe the Cardinals. The Cardinals, though, pretty much have to play perfect baseball here, the remaining stretch, uh, to be in contention with the Rockies. But outside of that, I mean, it looks pretty cut and dry, right? Over in the American League, it'll be Yankees-Twins for the wild card game. It'll be played in Yankee Stadium. You have Houston-Boston. That'll be the matchup, though. Houston's still only a game back. But let's just play it out as it is right now, and then Cleveland gets the winner of that wild-card game. Now, what are you thinking? Let's start in the American League. Where where are you at right now? Cleveland has been very good. Houston has been solid throughout the season. Boston's good. It's kind of difficult, and I really like this Yankees team. I do. Maybe it's because, well, every time I see them play, it's against the Twins, and they throttle the Twins, as we know, (laughs) seemingly each and every time. But... (laughs) If they get by the Twins in that wild card game, I give them a chance against the Indians. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy at all. No, they they've caught fire once again after they kind of went through the doldrums. I mean, every team in baseball that happens to them. Right. Look, we saw the Dodgers lose what ten, eleven in a row. So it does happen. But right now, the best teams are playing pretty good baseball. Uh, getting ready to go into postseason play. Look, you could still, still have the Yankees, if things fell right, still win the East. Right. Yeah, they that's could, not over. Could, yeah, you're right. No, it's not over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could, they could steal that away from the Red Sox, and the Red Sox then would be the other AL representative in the wild card game from the East. I, I, look, there's, there's still a couple of combinations left, but you're right. It's, it's pretty much put away with the exception of Milwaukee and St. Louis are still trying to chase down Colorado for the final National League wild card. They're mm-hmm. a couple of games back, so that's not over yet. But it's pretty close to being over. Yeah, Colorado putting the uh, cap on the win today against the Marlins stretches that out a little bit. That uh, puts yep. the puts them forward up to eighty six and seventy three. And with that, Jimmy B, uh, Milwaukee goes into play. You know, then two games back, St. Louis three back. It, it's still it's still a stretch there, and it's kind of crazy. Right. You know, they added this extra wild card to add a little bit more intrigue at the end of the season. If we we have a year like this year where there aren't division races happening. And even with that, they weren't able to pull a whole lot out. The the Twins have finally been able to put some space between them and everybody else's. Well, really, everybody else has just faltered here uh, down the stretch. I don't know if we're going to get anything that final weekend. I mean, normally, the final weekend, you got something to keep your eye on baseball-wise. When we get to mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and especially Saturday, Sunday, I don't think we're going to have anything intriguing to watch. 
Uh, you could be correct. And if that's the case, then I'm watching college football, right. NFL football, and I'm even going to watch some of the President's Cup golf. What, what's that? <laughs> the United States against the international team. Come on, last year it, it came down to the wire. It was sensational. Everybody was talking about it, even you. I'm going to guess that I will not uh-huh. watch a second. Any golf? Of the President's <laughs> Cup over the week. Maybe, does it start Thursday? Does it start tomorrow or does yes. it start Friday? Yes, starts tomorrow. Maybe Thursday, Friday, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Uh, again, little okay. bit. But outside of that, should we be, yeah, f- football weekend. And that kind of gets into, you know, last weekend was what? The, the finale of the, what are they, the FedEx playoffs? Is that what they call that godforsaken thing? Oh, yes, it was. Yes, uh-huh. Exactly. Didn't watch a second of it. Not, not. I didn't either. Okay, all right. Was was there something <laughs> close that was supposed to be happening? Is there anything I, at all I intriguing? Have, oh, I, Justin Thomas won. That's all I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that's all I've got for you. That's, I wish I could say that I saw him hit a great drive. Right. I didn't see that. I didn't see it. Is there anything that golf could do? I mean, you get so lost in the shuffle with the football season. Obviously, the end of the right. baseball season. I just don't know schedule wise if there's anything that they can do to make it make it entertaining for the common fan, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. The the problem is is that they run into football season. Mm-hmm. Look, nobody watches NASCAR anymore. Right. Their ratings are just abysmal mm-hmm. and they're the worst since like two thousand. And they they don't have any personality because you can't have interviews or see guys' faces when they're driving the cars or anything. And it's it's very difficult. They they overspent, overbuilt tracks, and have way too many races. And so only the hardcore lug nut is is going to even pay any attention to it. The casual fan who might have liked it for a little while is long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're on they're they're on shaky ground. They they really are. And. The thing about golf is, is their season, Trent, it runs all year pretty much. I mean, they they start up again with a major tournament in Hawaii in January. Well, I wouldn't call so, it a major tournament, a tournament. But well, yeah, well, the, the yeah, kickoff yeah, tournament. Season. No, you're, yeah. you're right on that. Yeah. 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 And, and so for me, it's great because that means you get golf starting at 10 o'clock at night. So it gives you <laughs> something to watch. But. I'm in the minority when it comes to that. I know that. But it's it's just not the same. I think the majors with the Masters, the U.S. Open, the PGA, etc., uh, you, you know, you get, you get your, your I, I guess you get good ratings, reasonably decent ratings. And who knows if Tiger's going to come back or not. He mm-hmm. says, he's, says he's feeling good. His back's not hurting him. But he can only hit a pitching wedge right now. That's all the uh, doctors will let him hit. And and he's your draw. He is your meal ticket. I mean, nobody is going to really, oh, i got to go see the golf tournament because Jordan Spieth is playing. As much as I like the guy, and, and he is fun to watch, it's not the same as when Tiger Woods was there. You know that. No, oh, there's no doubt about it. Well, Jim, uh, kind of crystal balling looking for. We got the baseball tonight back in the forefront. We know what tomorrow is. It is all about Iowa State against Texas. We also get a big local matchup with the Packers and the Bears. That should be mm-hmm. at least interesting to keep an eye on that one, see if that Bears defense could continue to do 
what they did a week ago against the Steelers, and Mike Lennon doesn't crap his pants and play like garbage, uh, <laughs> even in a victory like he did against the Steelers last week. But we got that Thursday. I mean, a, a good Thursday. And our show tomorrow, we'll be previewing a lot of Iowa State, Texas. We got yep. Danny Davis, the beat writer for the Austin Statesman. He'll be by. We'll talk to Pete Mundo, who covers the Big 12 for Heartland College Sports. Ken Silverstein will be here tomorrow. We got Wolfgang stopping by. Mark Adams with his thoughts on the Big 12. So we got that on Thursday. And then you look at the slate of both the NFL and the college weekend, and it's not a great weekend. It just isn't. Outside of Friday night in college football, where college mm-hmm. football on Friday night is excellent. And I'll be out at Valley Stadium, called a good game in its own right, with Valley taking on Southeast Polk, a big one in district play there. But our Friday night, think of this. It kicks off right after we end the year with right. Miami-Duke. Two yeah. undefeated teams. Duke throttled Northwestern. Off to a good start. Hard to get a read on this Miami team. They're up to 14th in the polls, but they've only played two games because of the hurricane. We have that. We have USC-Washington State has a chance to be an excellent game. Luke Falk out there doing his thing. And also, Nebraska-Illinois. You know, Gabe, obviously we got to keep our eye on with the yes. Illini, the next on deck for the Hawkeyes, and we know about Nebraska. I mean, as good of a Friday night of college football as I can remember, and enjoy it, folks. Because Saturday isn't great. There's some matchups, mm-hmm. sure. You know, Michigan State-Iowa matters here. Virginia Tech-Clemson. But overall, not a real deep slate of games. And the NFL Sunday is awful. Yeah, it's not a good it's not a good slate of games. You're right. So you better enjoy tomorrow night. Don't forget, by the way, that Friday night, the late game, USC-Washington State yeah. as well. Yeah, I mentioned that. Still, one. Oh, we got to get going, don't we? We're, we're out running out of time. We're running short on time here, Jimmy B. We are done for th- today, but appreciate everybody out there for listening in. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always catch it over on the podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. You can also find it on Audio Boom. Just search Jimmy B and TC, and it'll pop up there. Pat Hardy, we talked Hawkeyes with him. Kevin Lehman, kind of a local perspective on the craziness of college basketball. And Tony Patelis, he joined us, and we took more of a national look there. All those over on the podcast page. We'll be back at it tomorrow starting at noon. Ken Miller Show with myself, Trent Condon, kicking things off as we get ready for Iowa State, Texas, and then Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6 o'clock. Appreciate everybody out there for listening in. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.